y'all. Welcome to another great episode of Late Night Podcast with Bridget and Holly. I'm your host, Bridget. And I'm your host, Holly. And y'all, we're going to talk about words to live by. Things our parents taught us when we was young. And it's it's things that honestly have stuck with us all this time. And it means a lot to us. And we want to share their wisdom with you. So tonight we feel like this is kind of a tribute because both of Holly's parents are, are passed away. My dad's passed away. And this is more of a tribute to what they instilled in us, the legacy they left with us. And we just, we want to talk about that. We want to honor them today. And especially with the holidays coming up, my mind's been on my dad a lot. I know you've probably been thinking a lot about your parents. And uh, I'm going to tell you something that happened today with me, but I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to let you talk for a second. But uh, what do you think about this, Holly? What do you have to say about this particular show? You think you're going to like it? I I do because... Like you said, the holidays are coming around, and I swear, I, I I really think that we're twins because you you're about to share something that happened with you, and I'm share something that happened with me like the other night that was just crazy. But I do want to say before we get started, y'all, um, make sure if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button and that bell so you'll be notified every Tuesday and every Friday when our podcast drop at 11 p.m. And don't forget that that we're also on Spotify. So that way you can be driving to work and listening uh, to our advice for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. So today uh, I had to go down in Charlotte and do feed injections. And this is just a reminder to people, and I might get a little little sappy here, but this is just a reminder to people that if you still have your parents, Set some time aside to spend with them because I promise you, once they're gone, you can't get it back and you're going to want it back. There's not going to be a day that goes by that you're not going to want it back. And, you know, your parents might might say, well, come hang out with me. Spend some time with me. Come and eat with me. Just come. And you've got your life's busy and stuff, but I'm telling you, put some things on hold and go sit with them and talk to them because they got wisdom to share. They've got company to give and you won't regret it. So today... Uh, I had to go get feed injections, and <clears throat> I was riding down there, and um, my dad loved 70s music. He loved Stevie Nicks he, in the in in Fleetwood Mac. He loved uh, Blue Oyster Cult, Three Dog Night. I know some of those might not ring a bell to y'all, and then some of y'all might be. I know exactly who that is. He loved yeah. you know, different songs like Kansas, Dust in the Wind. He loved all that stuff. And I remember as a little girl hearing, you know, he used to have records, you know, that's back when records was big. And um, he had records and a record player, and he would play that, and he you, you would hear him, you know, going through the house cleaning and singing and, you know, or sitting in the living room just tapping his foot on his recliner, and he was singing so he loves 70s music. So whenever I want to feel close to my dad, I play 70s songs. And so I was coming back from Charlotte, and I had my radio blare, and I had my 70s songs on. And I, I, I was just, you know, like singing at the top of my lungs. You know what I'm saying? Just singing. And I, I was just dancing, and I was like, come on, Daddy, let's sing it, Daddy. Come on, Daddy, let's sing. And girl, I went into a screaming, crying fit, saying how much I loved him and I missed him. And I said, Daddy, you left me too young and I still need you. I said, I've needed you really bad the last seven or eight years. I just, I need you. I need you. But it was bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? I want my dad to be here and spend time with me. But I'm also glad he's not here to see where the world world is today because it's in a terrible place. Yeah. I I think about that with 
with my mom a lot. Like even I lost my dad at a young age. I think about that with my mom. Like she died, you know, like two years before the pandemic. And as sick as she was, I don't think she would have made it. I think she would have been part of the that statistics of people yeah. passing away, yeah. you know, during COVID. And just it's so weird how much the world is changing just from a lot of years to even just a few years yep. right yep. now. Yep. And I don't know how they would have done <clears throat> living in the yep. world how how it is today like it's just so much different and things are so bad and it, it's it's horrible so yeah then you gotta think your dad's not suffering anymore my mom and dad's not suffering anymore they right. are in a better place where they can look down on us and be happy and and not be in pain anymore as well yeah it's sad for us you know what i'm saying and the selfish side of me wishes he was still here but me too I, I know he's in a better place and I know that um I know I, I, I trust and believe that I will see him again one day. Boy, I got a lot to tell him when I see him. <laughs> I know, right? If they ain't watching us nonstop, we gonna be uh chatterboxes when yeah. we see them for All sure. Right, so I'm gonna let you start. What is some things that your mom or dad, you know, shared with you and go into a little detail about that, you know, what it means and things like that. Um, so for me, a lot of y'all don't know, but I was a daddy's girl growing up, up until, well, up until really the time he passed away. Mm. Um, me and my mom really bonded when he was sick and we, we just, we were always together. We were taking care of my dad. Um, we were taking care of my niece because my sister and my brother, they both worked. Right. And so it was just always, you know, me, me and mama at, at home. Yeah. And so it, it, I learned some stuff from him, but because it's been so long ago that he passed away, cause I was only 16. Yeah. It's like, you remember them, but then you forget a lot too, because it's almost like it fades, but I know it does that because that's what helps you with your grieving process. It does. So I do remember a few things. Um, sayings that he told me that helped me along the way but most of mine come from my mama because when my dad was sick and we bonded like that she become my ultimate best friend mm-hmm. you know and when when you said like when your parents want you to spend time with them you want to do that because you're not promised tomorrow mm-hmm. and I know I shouldn't feel bad about this, but I'll never forget that I was at a hair appointment and I was getting my hair done and my mom had called me and this was probably almost a year before she passed away and she had wanted a sandwich from Subway and I was like, oh, okay. And that was all she wanted. She didn't want anything else. Well, I didn't make it out of that hair salon in time to, to get her sandwich from Subway and she had called me. She was like, did you get my sub? And I was like, no. I was like, Mama, they were already closed. I was like, but where do you want something else to eat from? And she was like, I don't want anything else. She was like, I just, I want to die. And that weighs on my mind sometimes. I mean, I know, I don't think she, you know, is still mad at me about that. But I think about that a lot. Because I'm like, why didn't I get her sandwich first? Or why didn't I keep up with the time and say, okay, I know you're not done, but I've got to go get something for my mama because when my dad died, I told him I would always be there for her 
and he told me to promise him that I would do whatever she needed, and I, I did. I, I held up that promise to him, and I kept it. And I took her everywhere from doctor's appointments to going shopping, going out to eat, even just taking a ride through the country so she could reminisce about the old times with her and my dad and, you know, how things used to be back then. And, oh, this building used to be here and there and and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, you really aren't promised tomorrow. And once your parents are gone, you, you can't get that back. And make sure you take tons of pictures, get your voice on recordings, make, make videos. I'm glad I did that with my mom. You know, mm-hmm. I've got like little funny Snapchats with her and, you know, um, tons of videos we recorded and pictures and things like that. So, you know, that, that's just re- really important because it's time that you, you won't get back. But, mm-hmm. um, one, one of the things that I would like to start with is uh, my daddy always told me this. He would always say, no question is a dumb question. And what what he meant by that is that's how you gain knowledge. That's how you learn things. And he would say, Don't don't ever be afraid to, to ask somebody a question. Yeah. And I'm like, but Eddie, that's dumb and I feel dumb because I didn't know it. He's like, No, no question is a dumb question. He's like, that's how you find out answers and that's how you, how you learn and how you get smart. And I've always listened to that. And there are times where I'll ask the question, I'm like, dang, that does sound really dumb, but I didn't know the answer to it, you know? And so I do, I I still live by that saying to this day, no question is a, is a dumb question. I think that's, that's wise. That's wise advice. That's definitely some wisdom to live by because you're exactly right. I mean, I'd rather ask a question and be dumb. The question's dumb. But if you don't ask the question, number one, you never know. Or number two, if you get ready to do something, you're going to do it wrong and look even stupider. Right. So that was, that was good. I like that. And, uh, go, going back to your parents, you're exactly right. And I will tell you, it's funny how you was talking about your mom and not doing that for her. It's funny how at the moment, I mean, you noticed it and you realize, man, I hate I couldn't do that. But you don't realize how that shit haunts you later. It will it haunt does. you. Um, it really, really does. Yeah, because I had a situation with my dad where um, before he passed away, you know, my dad, he always kept a tidy house. But, you know, as he got sicker, he couldn't keep it up as much as he used to. You know, it needed to be dusted. It wasn't like filthy, but it needed to be dusted. You know, like things need to be picked up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're going to be shocked with this. I'd have to tell you some whole stories about this because you ain't going to believe it. But... About a week before my dad passed away, I'd never done it before in my life, but something come over me and said, you need to go clean your daddy's house. He He's going to need that house clean because you know he's a prideful man and you, you need to go clean your house. And I thought, why do I need to clean? Ain't nobody coming to his house. I was arguing with myself. And uh, I told Ronnie that we need to go clean it. And he said, we will. But, girl, we got busy. You know, we had kids. We had four kids to raise. Things just got busy, and it, the time got away from me, and I didn't do it. The next week, he passed away. There was paramedics oh. at his house. You know, and when people pass away, everybody comes to their house to, you know, comfort you and stuff. And I know my daddy would have been ashamed that his house wasn't more tidy than it was. Oh, when you beat happened, yourself up about it. I have beat myself up unbelievably oh. about that. Oh, it's hard and it's hard. It's like we know our parents love us and loved us no matter what. So 
we know like if our kids did that, we would not be mad at them and, and not love them any less. But it's still hard because you just still think that way, you know. I can't say that, though. I think I think he, even though we're parents, we're humans. And when our kids let us down, it hurts. And I think when I let him down, I think that hurt him. I think he felt like, you know... I don't, he didn't know I was coming to clean, so that was a surprise, but I, I, I think he knows I should have done more for him at the end than I did, but I was so tied up with my own family, I didn't. Um, that's one of them things I wish to God he was still here today, because the older I've got, the more smarter I've got, and the more wiser, and I would have thanked him a lot more than I did back in my 20s and early 30s. You know, he died yeah. when I was 30. I wasn't even 31 yet. So one of the things that he shared with me and I've shared this with you, is he said, Bridge, knowledge is power. Be careful what you tell people and how much they tell people because he said the more information people know about you, the more power they have over you and your life, Mm -hmm. the more control they can have over you. He said, so limit what you share with people because knowledge (laughs) is power. And, you know, I do that too. And I... I would say from that saying that, that you say, my dad always always used to tell me don't play all your cards, all all your cards in one hand. Yeah. And I think that goes neck and neck yeah. with that because you you don't want to reveal so much because I mean there sometimes I I will I I'll, I'll, I'll play stupid knowing I know this or that because you're exactly right. You know that can give somebody so much power over you and mm-hmm. you know. those two go neck and neck neck and neck they do they do and you tell me that all the time i do knowledge is power be careful what you share i don't care if it's uh, it can be to your family your friend your closest friends because i'm gonna tell you something i've seen families be tore apart i've seen lovers become haters and divorced you know what i'm saying i and separated i've i've seen children turn against their parents so be careful what you share with who you share it with because if you do and in and you give somebody too much knowledge about you they can destroy you if they want to yeah and we've seen that done people will they will destroy you yep um one that um my mom used to tell me and i love this because she would always tell me this because i am a worry wart um, I am somewhat a hypochondriac, but it is mellowed out. Like, Bridget, me and you have been best friends for quite a while now. And I don't even think you've seen that side of me because I've got it so much under control now. Good. And, you know, I talk to you and I, I will worry. And I'll say, oh, Bridget, what about this or that? And you're like, no, you're fine. And then I calm down. But it used to be really, really bad. I was always at the doctor's office. I was at the ER, urgent care, whatever. And she always told me, and I love this saying, and I still live by it and use it today. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. That's right. And she would always tell me that and don't worry about something until you have something to worry about. Those were the two sayings that she said to me all the time when it came to worrying. And I would try and listen to her. I really would. I would tell myself that. And say, okay, listen to your mama. She knows best. Listen to her. But it it took me a very, very long time to learn, okay, worrying is really useless. I'm going to spend a lot of time worrying and, and not living because That's right. 
I don't want to be 50 and 60 years old and being like, dang, I didn't live. All I did was worry. And right. now here I am getting older. You know, my good years are gone. So I'm glad I did wise up with that. And again, like I said, I, I do still have my worrying moments. But now it's more, I don't worry until something odd is happening. Right. That's what I try to let come through instead of just constantly, constantly worrying. Worrying. Yeah, that's great advice because it's exactly right. It doesn't solve a thing. It doesn't solve a thing. Y'all, right. if you hear snoring, if you hear this snoring sound, it's Ruger over here. It's he baby Ruru. Yeah. It's baby Ruru. So my da- my first husband had cheated on me. And um, I went to my dad and I was talking to my dad, what do I do? Da, 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 da. I've caught him cheating. But he said it was the first time. I tell my daddy that. My, Scott said it was the first time. I'm going to say his name. Damn that shit. And my daddy says, let me tell you something. If you caught him, he said he's been doing it longer than he says he has. And more than he says he has. And I said, why do you say that, dad? And he says, because he said, you ain't that good at catching him. And he ain't that bad at getting caught that you do it on the very first time. Wow. And I thought about that, and I said, what do you mean, Dad? And he said, listen, he said, when people first start cheating or stealing, like you might be stealing from work, you might be uh, embezzling money, you might be lying to somebody, whatever you're doing that that you get caught doing, when you first start, you're going to be extra careful. You're nervous. You don't want to get caught. You want to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. But then after you've been doing it for a while, you start getting confident and you start getting messy. And that's when you get caught. off. And that's when you get caught. So he said, if you caught him, it's been going on a while because you ain't so good. You caught him the very first time he did it. And he ain't so bad. He got caught the first time he did it. And man, is that stuck with me for a long time. Yeah, that's a good one. Though. That's about mm-hmm. like they, that saying. They say once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I honestly, I don't fully believe in that for certain reasons and maybe we'll have a podcast about it in the future (laughs) um but there is proof that once a cheater always a cheater is not true but it's probably about 50 50 50 50 i think but Mm -hmm. that's that's good and say that saying one more time he said what now he said, if you caught him, it's not the, it's, you're not so good. You caught him the first time doing it. And he's not so bad. He got caught the first time doing it. I like that. I like that. That That's one for the books right there. Yeah. That's one for the books. Definitely. Um, another one, um, that, uh, my daddy used to tell me this and he would say, don't fast forward to life because you'll miss all the good stuff along the way because I would always say, I want to grow up. I'm ready to grow up. I'm ready to be an adult. I don't want to be little anymore. And he, he was right because, uh, have you ever met anybody who bawled like a baby when they turned 20, 20 Uh years old? Because Uh I think what did it for me, me remembering him saying that is because after he passed, I was like, dang, my daddy's gone and I'd do anything to be back little again. But yeah. I would always say, Daddy, I want to be a grown up. I want to get a job. I, it wasn't ever, oh, I want to move out the house. It was just, I want to grow up. I want to have my own money. I want to drive, have my own car. And I'll never forget because we were actually sitting in his bedroom and 
um, he was sitting in there watching TV and I went and sat beside him. And I remember I had my head on on the shoulder and I was like, daddy, I was like, I can't wait to grow up. And that's when he told me, that's when he said it. And I was like, wow. And just thinking about it. So now I, I really think about it as I'm getting older because I don't want life to go by so fast. I want to slow time down. Yeah. It needs to slow down. Yeah. And enjoy so it a little bit. And that is yeah. smart. You know, and that puts me in the mind of, remember the movie Click? That's what he did. Click. You've never oh, yeah, with, with Adam, Adam Sandler? Sandler? Yeah. Yes, I love that movie with the remote. Yeah, and that yep. would remind me of what your dad's saying, because you know, he kept fast-forwarding through moments of his life, and the next thing you know, he gets to the end, and he he, want, he wished he could go back and live it all yeah. again. Yeah. Right? God, so I forgot that's, about that movie. Yeah, so your dad was smart to say that. that that's good. That's good. Aww. Okay, so another one my dad used to tell me is believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. Oh, I've heard that one. That is a very mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm. That is a, my parents tell me, tell me that one too. Yep, he always used to say, listen, if you hear something, don't believe it. Don't believe a bit of it. Don't believe none of it. And if you actually see it, there might be more to the story than what you're seeing. Yeah. So he said, only believe half what you see. And I, I've always, I've remembered that. And, and I don't like, if somebody comes to me and tells me bad stuff about somebody, you know, like if you'd come up to me and you'd say, hey, did you hear about so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm going to meet that person and I'm going to decide for myself because, because yeah. I don't, I'm not going to believe nothing you tell me when it comes to stuff like that. I want to figure it out for myself. I think that's yep. smart. Because you want to hear it from the source itself. Yeah. Because I could be telling you something I know that, you know, Trish over here told me, but Trish heard it from Brenda, who mm. Brenda heard from Jocelyn, who left something out along the way that makes it a complete different story that's right. by the time it gets to us, you know? That's and right. I, and that, that's so, so, so true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's a here's another one that my mama always uh, used to tell me, is uh-huh. always... Always tell the truth and always be yourself. Yep. And I live by that because one thing you never, never want, and I have instilled this in Joanna's head too. One thing you never, never want to be called is a liar because when you get that reputation, it follows you around for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It follows you around. And I take pride in telling the truth. Now, will I tell a little white lie? Somebody was to say, oh, my God, I'm so fat. You are not fat. You just got a little extra meat on your bones. You know, I'm never going to tell, you know. You I don't do that, that to you, me. Though, baby. You don't said that to me. I don't do that to you, baby. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I do not. Okay. But, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, I don't never want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not do like a, a little white lie or something but um that's one thing I can honestly say that people can say about me. I always told the truth. Um I never like crapped on my friends. You know, I'm good at home secrets except for when it's it's presents, okay? I can't help it. I can't help it. But people can honestly say, you know, Lord forbid, you know, forty years down the road you know, about Holly was always, you know, a good person, sweet. She always told the truth. And, you know, I just, I take pride in that because you, you get that reputation. Nobody's never going to, it's like the, the boy that cried wolf. He did it so many times and 
when he finally cried wolf for real, everybody was like, fuck you, bye. You, yeah, you tried to pull the wool over our eyes. That's right. And then, you know, it's always good to be yourself as well. Don't ever try and be fake and be somebody that you're not. Be proud of who you are and where you come from. That's because right. you being the true you will get you so much further in life. Everybody is made to be different. Mm-hmm. We are not made to be the same. Mm-mm. And one of my sayings, this didn't come from my dad, but one of my sayings is, I'd rather be loved for who I am than hated for who, or, or, I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. I love that. I like yeah. that. That's another one for the books, too. That's mine, though. <laughs> Anyhow, I like so that. From my dad, another one was, and I know everybody's heard this, but I say it all the time, his side, her side, and the truth. I think there's three sides to every story. Three sides to yeah. every story you hear. So if you're sitting there and you're listening to somebody, just know that's their side. Don't immediately be like, and I, you know, I'll tell you all the time. You'll, I'll tell you a story and you'll say, oh, no, Bridge, I agree with you. And I'll say, well, you're agreeing with my side, but you hadn't heard their side yet. And they might have some valid points. I don't know. You know, I and I always play devil's advocate when it comes to stuff like that anyway. You know, I have. Uh, yeah, I like that one. His side, her side, and the truth. He always told me that. That's a good one. Um, this one is just plain and simple because I get everybody's heard the saying that, you know, everything happens, happens for a reason. And I do believe in that, but I also believe in what my mama said. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times where something happens and there's no reason for it. Just shit literally happens Mm -hmm. and you can't go crazy saying, well, God, why did this happen? I wonder what's going on like there's got to be a reason there's not always going to be a reason you know in in life literally shit just happens and you're never going to know why it just it's just something that does and i try and keep that in my head because you know how superstitious i am anyway and how i worry so every time something happens i'm like well god did this happen for a reason well you don't think this is going to happen and then i hear mama in my head saying holly shit just happens get over it yeah, and that's the truth. That's that's good advice right there. That is true. Yeah, because not everything like happens. It, there's not a reason behind it, and I, I've learned to to deal with that. And some people can't, but I recommend that you do because God has a plan for all of us. But sometimes things are just going to happen. That now, do you think that everything happens for a reason? Do you believe that everything? Happens? I used to. And I was really, really big on it. And I would worry myself so much trying to figure out why this happened and, and why that happened until my mama talked to me. And she, she just said, you know, her saying is shit happens. And I was like, well, God, you are right because something happened and nothing ever comes out of it. It's just something that just happened. It's yeah. just a hiccup along the way. Now, mm-hmm. what is your take on that? Are you like that too? Like you believe sometimes shit just happens or do you believe there's a reason for everything that happens? I think there's a reason for everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I understand sometimes. Sometimes you have to take the mentality that shit just happens because you can't figure out why it is. I don't think that we're meant to know everything and why everything happened until the end. Yeah. You know, I, you think to yourself, well, why did all this shit happen to me when I was a kid? And why did my mom leave me? And why did my dad have to die when I was 30 instead of me getting to keep him longer because I didn't have a mom? Well, why... I don't know why it's all happened. I think there's reasons behind it. And I, I think, you know, if you believe in the Bible and if you believe in heaven, you believe that 
we'll know the answer one day. But I, I believe everything because you got to <laughs> think everything that's happened to you in your life and everything that's happened to me has brought us to where we are today. If any yeah. one of those things, if we learned anything from Back to the Future, if any one of those things would have changed, it could have changed the whole course of life. Yeah, that's true. Well, now I believe that though. Like stuff like that. Sorry, my eyes like giving me a little trouble. Um, I believe that. I believe everything like that happens for a reason. I totally mm-hmm. believe that. But I'm I'm meaning like the little stuff, like things that. Like okay, I'll give you, give you a perfect example. Like, let's see, it was in twenty twenty two. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, December twenty twenty two. Uh-huh. Jason was coming from a store and it was when the time had changed. And uh-huh. so it was getting dark at like 5.20, 5.30. Well, it was raining and what the accident he had would have been called a T-bone because he was crossing, he was leaving the parking lot, crossing over and then this old man was coming. It was pouring down rain and he didn't have his headlights on and he hit Jason so he T-boned him. But, thank God, usually when there's a T-bone, it ends up being, you know, the how Jason was pulling out. It was supposed to be his fault. But Jason had a witness that stayed there and told the cops it was not his fault. This man did not have his um, lights on and all that stuff. So, I feel like when stuff like that happens, it's just a stroke of bad luck. Because, thank God he didn't get hurt, you know, or anything like that. But I beat myself up and I went, why did that happen? Why did that happen? And I just try to think, it's just shit just happens. It was just just stroke of bad luck. And But what if, what if, what if, okay, yes, I know the guy had his lights off. But what if Jason would have took another second to pay attention and could have avoided it and saw an image or saw something coming instead of just assuming and taking off? And by that happening, what if that stopped him from happening? Like the weeks up after wreck, you're always more vigilant and paying attention. Having a so worse what if, accident. What? Yeah, a worse accident. Like so that I thought happened that too. To, yeah, that I happened to it. prevent something bigger. But you know what? Now that you're telling the story, I know exactly why that happened. Really. Yeah, to teach him to take out trash more. You know what? That you right. You right. And did it work? Fuck no. Now, I would have to say I did come home tonight and the trash was taken out after it was piled up for about, you know, about two days. I had to ask him or nothing. Come home and I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. The trash was dumped. That red. Yeah, you right. You right. You right on that one. Oh, Lord. Anyhow, so (laughs) my dad used to tell me, and this went back to my husband cheating, okay? He said, if you're going to stay, then you have to forgive and forget. But if you can't forgive and forget, you got to leave. Yes. He said, it will never work if I I stay and I don't forgive and forget. That's true. And then, have you ever heard the saying that, like, people say that, I I can forgive you, but I'll never forget. Because a lot yeah. of people will say that I'll always forgive you, but I'll never, ever forget. So those two, again, I think go go hand in hand. But yours is better because 
if you don't forget, you're going to be miserable. Even yeah. if you just forgive and you can't forget, you just... But you go back, like I said, I hate to push the biblical stuff, and I'm not, I, I am a Christian. I'm a Christian, so that's the reason I, but you right. may not be. I may not be, and if you're not a Christian and you don't believe this, just understand that this is one of the things you might not agree with me on. But if if you are a Christian, it goes are you back talking to, to the audience, never mind. The audience, yeah. So, or, or both, but if you are. Well, you know so, where I stand. I know. So if you aren't, you have to realize that, you know, just forgive it. But the Bible does say that, uh, in Corinthians, First Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. It says it keeps no record of wrongdoings. So even the Bible says you're not supposed to to keep those records. If you forgive, let it go. Just let it go. Yeah, if you truly yeah. forgive. And you know, that I think this is going to be my last one from my mama always told me, if you hold a grudge, it will hold you back. And I want to yep. end it on my end with that because that goes perfect with yeah. what you just said because I, and I, I don't I, I don't hold a grudge and I always try and tell to like my friends and you know family members like don't hold a grudge because they're winning and when you hold a grudge against somebody it consumes all of you yeah it, I mean it really does because you're constantly angry and mad and thinking about it like yeah. and that's the same thing where Somebody be like, oh, I hate such and such. I hate such and such. And when I was little, of course, I'd be like, oh, I hate this person. But I'm older now, and I don't even say that. Like, I I will say I don't like this person because I feel like hate is such a strong word. And mm -hmm. when you say you hate somebody, they're winning. That's mm -hmm. them having power over you and bringing anger out when you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Living rent free in your head and your emotions. That's that's yes, girl. You 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 done. I got tons. I, my daddy was a wise man and he shared a lot of wisdom. I got a lot more too, but I figured I'd save them. Oh Lord, I can't I, save these. Let's let's keep going. Let's keep going just a little bit longer. So okay, another one. My my dad would say is peace above all things. Okay, so he he basically meant protect your peace. Because you can't let just what you're saying, like grudges and stuff, you can't let stuff like that destroy you. You've got to keep your peace. And if keeping your peace means pushing certain people away from you, if it means letting certain situations go that you desperately want to fix but you know you can't, you got to learn what you can control and what you can't. But always protect your peace because it's so important to your mental health <laughs> and your livelihood every day. Yeah, that's a good one to live by too. That's mm -hmm. a really good one. I mean, that's true. You gotta, you gotta protect that. Um, I got another one. Um, that my mom and my dad both told me was always know your worth, girl. And yes. you really want to live by that because your 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 worth. How can I put it? Like. You're worth more than what most people will give you credit for. And it's just like having, having certain jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to a job and you're very well experienced. And you know you can do this job. And you know you deserve like, you know, $15, $20 an hour. But then they're going to sit there and pay you nine $9 an hour, $8 an hour. Knowing that you deserve more than that. Like, know you're worth it. Not even just with jobs. But just know your worth even as a person when you're in relationships. Yep. Know that you're worth more than what, what you're being given and all that in a relationship. Like, yeah. 
just just know know that you deserve more. So I always always know your worth. I always know your worth. I'm glad you shared that. See, that's a good one. You could have left that off. That is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, so another one my dad would <coughs> tell me is, he said, you know, when you're young and you look out the door and you see your friends coming, you get so excited. You're like, oh, my God, here comes my friends. But when you get older, you look out the door and you see them coming, you're like, here them son of a bitches come again. <laughs> well, what that dad is basically telling me is that you learn as you get older that people are not always for you and they're not always, your friends are not always good news. You know, a lot of times they oh. want to use you. They want to lie to you. They want to, you know, all this stuff. And he was just letting me know, Be just know that as life changes, those people you're calling friends today might not be your friends later on in life. I've never, I've never heard that. And I've heard keep your friends close and, uh, and keep your enemies closer. Yeah. I've always heard that. And that's like a, a classic. I think everybody, um, everybody. I think that was by. just one of my, my dad's little special ones. <laughs> I love, but you know, I love that. Like hearing just different ones. Cause that's how these become life lessons and right. words of wisdoms. Because, yeah. you know, each generation is going to have something different for us to learn. Um, Oh, I just read that one about the, I read that one about the grudge. Oh, um, my mom always told me this, never have regrets, learn from your mistakes. There's so many people and, and I, I never say that I regret doing this or regret doing that. I may say, I hate I did this or I hate that I did that, but. I don't believe in regrets because regrets will weigh you down throughout life. Everybody makes mistakes. Yep. Nobody is fucking perfect. So yep. if you fuck up, don't regret it. Just say, you know what? I made a mistake. I learned from it. You know? <laughs> I like that tattoo. No regrets. Yes, no regrets. <laughs> uh, you know, every time I think about that, that's what pops in my head. Is that that commercial with the tattoo? No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> that's so funny you said that because as I was writing it down, that's what I thought about, and reading it, that's what I thought about. Yep. So another one my dad would say is, "Don't think you're that damn special. Not everything's about you." And what he meant by that, like in other words, I'd come home from school and I'd say, "Daddy." These girls were over there in a group, and they were talking, and they kept looking at me. They were talking about me. And he's like, no, nah, don't think you're that damn special. Not everything's about you. He was trying to let me know that, you know, don't worry about what other people say. That nine times out of ten, more stuff's in my head than what's really going on. And don't overanalyze yeah. the situation. Because I've had people accuse me, well, you put a post up about me. You put you did you mean that towards me? And I'm like, I, I wasn't even thinking about you when I said that. So what and if makes you, you think you're it, so, you did something? Yeah, and what you makes did you something. think you're? Yeah, and what makes you think you're so special to that? I'm gonna be thinking about you twenty four seven. No, right. no, you ain't that damn special. So that's what he was meaning by that is don't let shit get in your head and don't let your mind run away with you because nine times out of ten you might think somebody said something about you or thought something about you or was talking about you and nine times out of ten they probably really was it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you probably didn't that's, even that's enter true. their mind. Um All right, two more. You do one and I do one. And we'll and we'll save the rest for later, okay? Oh, okay. Um this is a good one and good. this is a classic. 
and everybody knows this one, but m my mama and daddy always will tell me this. Well, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yes, because I like that. life is not perfect. We're always going to be throw that curveball. We're all going to hit that speed bump in the road. Something's going to knock us down a peg or two. You know, shit's going to happen in life. It's just going to be miserable for a little while. But when that happens, just try and make the best of it. Yeah. Just just try and remember, hey, I'm alive today. You know, hey, my my family's here. I got food on my table. I got a job. You know, when when things happen in your life and it brings you utterly down and makes you depressed, just at least focus on the positive of what, what you got right in front of you that's positive right now. I got air in my lungs. I am walking, talking, and living and breathing today. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, focus on the good stuff. what you got that's going on right now. Focus on the good stuff. That's right. And that that's very smart. I mean, even though it's an old saying, it's a good saying. So, definitely. So, another one my daddy used to say is that problems are like socks in a drawer. So, what that basically means is you can take socks and put them in a drawer and keep stuffing them in a drawer and stuffing them in a drawer and stuffing them in a drawer, but eventually the bottom's going to fall out. And yes. he said that when you have problems come up, you need to face them, you need to deal with them, you need to address them and solve them instead of just saying, well, I'm not going to worry about it today and push it aside because then you're stuffing your sock in a drawer and eventually it'll all come out. And mental health wise and emotional wise, it's going to it's going to bust out on you and you've got to deal with your things as they happen. That is definitely a good one that people should live by because it, you're you're. It's I'll, I'll tell some of my friends and stuff like when they're going through something, I'm like, don't keep your emotions in. You just stuffing it inside and yep. you just going to eventually explode. Yep. And it's better to let it out now and talk about it rather than letting it fester and fester and fester and fester. And then it's like World War Three. So that's yeah. a, I love that. I've never heard that saying. A lot. That's one of his. That's one of his. Uh, <laughs> Little classic uh, uh, specials. That's one of his classics. My dad was. Such I a love man. that. Yeah, he definitely he raised me more for. Um, he raised me more for survival. You know, he he made he raised me more for the real world because he was in Vietnam. He wanted you to be and tough and have thick skin. Tough, tough. Very. And My mama. Well, I of course, like I said, I was a daddy's girl in the beginning, but I think my mama tried to toughen me up. A little bit more than, of course, what my dad did and tried to get me to kind of have a little bit thick skin. But then again, <clears throat> I'm a cancer. I wear my heart and my, my emotions on my sleeve. And I'm I'm very tenderhearted. Anybody that knows me can say, you know, God, yeah, you, you're tenderhearted. You, you can say <clears throat> the littlest thing and, and I can I can tear up. But uh, I don't know. I never know got why to meet your that. mama. I never got to meet your mama, but from what you tell me, V, she was a badass bitch. She she was. And, Bridget, you and my mom would have got along so good. Like, mm -hmm. you remind me so much of her that it's insane. Because I'm it's, a badass bitch. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I, and especially, and, and I'm, I know we're about to wrap this podcast up, but especially when it comes to advice when I go to Bridget, like, what she tells me, 
it literally is like my mama is talking to me, which Bridget will tell you, like, yeah, I do, do call her. We're, we're best friends. But I call her a mama, too. Like, she's like my mama. And mm-hmm. she she will, like, she'll give me not advice to hurt me. She will give me the truth of advice that I need to hear. So she could be like, all right, Holly, wait, fuck up. Listen, listen, you know. So I love that I have that with her because yeah. it's like my mama's here all over again, you know. But, you know, you're not the only one that says that, you know, like my best friend, Shelly, uh, she tells her kids all the time, you know, or even friends, if you need advice, call Bridget. She's got the best advice, blah, blah, blah. My kids will tell you that. My husband, my, my, my in-laws. You missed your calling. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. It's my dad. That's just my dad coming through me. Cause everything I share with other people, he, he, he taught me. He taught you, but you also develop your own sense of it too yeah. as you got older. Yeah. And you really missed your missed your calling. Like you honestly really really need to like get up with Cosmo or US Weekly or whoever does Dear Abby and do Dear Bridget. You know, now I told you I've always told you I'm good at helping people with their problems and stuff like that. And I'm good at giving advice, but the way you do it, uh uh-uh, uh I, I I don't hold a candle. I don't Aww. offer candle to you well, because you, you just, it's the way you word it. You know exactly what to say. Exactly well, what to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I do. I attribute a lot of that to my dad. Some talk and some hereditary. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just, yep. Some hereditary. Just, I do. But yep. Anyhow, guys, do you have anything else, Holly? No, just y'all make sure you embrace your parents. You know, if, if your dad calls you tomorrow and you know, it says, hey, you know, would you come eat lunch with me? And you're like, well, dad, you know, I'm kind of busy. I got to do this or that. Make time yeah. because that could be the last time you could have had lunch with your dad yeah. or your mom. And even with your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and your kids, you know, just make time for your family. Your make mother. time for That's them. Right. That's exactly right. And well, y'all, y'all have- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Don't forget. Subscribe. Hit the bell, but don't forget we are on Spotify now. Yeah, yeah, we're on Spotify. That's what I was going to say. Y'all make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We're on Spotify every Tuesday and Friday at 11 p.m. And we hope y'all enjoyed this. Also, remember we have two new episodes coming up. Ask Bridget and Holly. And Holly just told you we're good advice givers. And confessions. And y'all can email that to us. The email is Bridget and Holly at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.